0: such an honor honor and privilege to be with this great church again. This is my first trip to Georgia alone, and uh, I pray God will deliver every one of you from ever walking this road. It's Long, hard, lonely, empty, hopeless, but sometimes you got to walk. I would like to thank you for all that you have done for us and me. have always been a very, very special people to us. God's grace and blessings be with you. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 52, Jeremiah chapter 52, we'll read in your hearing, beginning in verse 1, then we'll jump down, we'll read a few verses and then jump down to verse 10 and 11. That's our main thought is verse 10 and 11, but I want you to see this King Zedekiah, the kind of man he was, which led to the end that he suffered. Verse 1 in chapter 52 of Jeremiah, Zedekiah was 1 and 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamutual, the daughter of Jeremiah of Limna. That's not the book of Jeremiah writer, but a different Jeremiah. And notice verse 2, Zedekiah and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done; that was his father. For though the anger of the Lord, for through the anger of the Lord, it came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah, till he had cast them out from his presence, that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Let's jump on down now to verse 10. And the king of Babylon slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. He slew also all the princes of Judah in Riblah. Then he put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon... Bound him in chains and carried him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. You may be seated. Now, the book of Jeremiah is the longest of the five major prophets. It, in fact, is, contains more words. Than all of the 12 minor prophets combined. And so therefore we see that God used this man, Jeremiah, for quite a while. Jeremiah prophesied from the 13th year of Josiah, who was a great king. But after him, things went downhill in a hurry in the southern kingdom of Benjamin and Judah. Jeremiah Does the lived in the land that was deeded and property Ben, Benjamin? And then he was called of God to go to Jerusalem in Judah and preach there for most of his life. He reigned in Judah. I'm sorry, he prophesied in Judah during the reigns of Josiah. If you look at the first chapter of Jeremiah, you'll find out that he began preaching during the reign of Josiah. And then there was Jehoahaz and Jehoakim, Jehoachim and Zedekiah. This would have been putting Jeremiah by the end of this time of approximately 80 years of age. Jeremiah was a prophet, unlike the Lord Jesus Christ, in that the Lord Jesus Christ was before his shearers dumb and opened not his mouth. God used this man, even though his nature was one of timidness, shyness, backwardness, just an old country boy. I think of him, I think of me, just an old country boy. And it is amazing what God can do with a very rough and untrained individual who will but submit their life and serve God, in the place and time and according to what his will is for them. God can lift one out of the nothingness of a tobacco field on the riverbanks of Yadkin County and enable him to travel to many states in our great nation preaching the word of God, even some foreign countries that I never even knew existed. God is blessed to that extent, and it is all him. Today I want us to think about Zedekiah and the things that happened to him as we read in verse 10 and 11, now even the king is commanded, and they sure are better off When they love the Lord, obey the Lord, serve the Lord, and do that which is pleasing in his sight. That's true of the wealthiest to the poorest. That is true from the white house to the prison house. No matter who you are, no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, you are far better off to be in the will of God for that has great reward. I think of this king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, and the things that he did to this prophet who did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. I see this as a type of what sin and Satan will do to humanity. Now, my precious friends, that is inclusive of everyone that has dwelt here since Adam and Eve, right on until the end of the consummation of all material earthly things, the exception being only the pure, harmless, holy, separate from sinners, God the Son, Jesus Christ, who took upon himself the likeness of our flesh, yet with no sin. Everyone else, even saved people. Brother Doug preached to you just a little bit ago about the warfare, the battle, that we as saved people must be engaged in. Zedekiah knew nothing about that battle. He was a king, but he was in the wrong mind. He was in a mind that would be pleasing to the flesh and enjoy the things of the world and seek greedily after it. But friends, if you gain the whole world and lose your soul, you die a pauper, no matter what you think. My oldest son said to me one time, the man that dies with the most and biggest toys wins. I said, son, the man who dies with Jesus Christ wins. And if you die without him, you lose. It doesn't matter what you've amassed, it doesn't matter how much of the world you own, if it's everything, you're a loser you don't have Jesus Christ. I don't know many of you know nothing about your spiritual condition, but I want you to see what God can allow sin and Satan to bring you to. In this man, Zedekiah. And it's all centered around his refusal to obey God And leave an epitaph. You know, I've looked at a lot of those things recently, and I hadn't found one yet that says, I did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. But that's all that could be written on Zedekiah's epitaph. And it cost him. It cost him in this life. Can you imagine? being the king in Jerusalem on a throne on which David had sat, Solomon had sat, and other kings before him had sat. And then all of a sudden here comes an enemy from down south along the Euphrates River out of Babylon, Chaldean country. And he comes up and surrounds the city. And as he has that city surrounded, days pass. Famine ensues. People are dying of starvation. The warriors decide, let's slip out. And they attempted it. But it did not turn out well for them. But This king, when Nebuchadnezzar's army overcame the gates and entered the city of Jerusalem, they took away all that were good to put to work, whether it be in the fields or servants in his palace. And he took them away. And he took Zedekiah too. But look at what he did first. Zedekiah. In verse 10, God's word says, And the king of Babylon slew. That is, murdered. The sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. You have children? Can you imagine what it would be to be helpless and seeing someone putting them to death one by one right in front of your eyes? Well, I see in this the consequences of sin and what Satan will do to any who endeavor to serve him. People say God has a lot of requirements, but God is good. All the time, God is good. Satan is evil and bad all the time. He does not love his children. He only seeks to destroy them. And we have an example of that in this evil king. After Nebuchadnezzar has put the children of Zedekiah to death before his eyes, verse 11 says that he blinded him last thing he ever saw on the face of this earth was the murder of his sons. Being put to death in cruel, hateful ways by a heathen king whom God would teach, but he hadn't got a hold of him at this point. And he, to me, should show to God's people an illustration of what Satan will do if we give him a chance. We need to stay in that spiritual mind that Brother Doug talked about all the time. Say, preacher, I can't do that. And I want to ask you why. Well, that's hard. So, Anyone ever told you that serving the Lord Jesus Christ faithfully was a bed of roses and nothing but good all the time and happiness and joy? Well, if they did, they lied to you. We are subject to the same problems of the flesh that any of the world is. In addition to that, if we serve God, the world will hate us. Just like... Nebuchadnezzar hated Zedekiah. Nebuchadnezzar didn't care how evil he was. He was just right there with him. But God did. And God, because this king reached the height of sin, that he would allow the nation that he saw as the very apple of his eye, Israel, these southern two kingdoms, kingdoms of the north, having been years ago, carried away into Assyrian captivity. And now these two, Judah and Benjamin, kingdoms of the south, they were carried away and taken there. But before Nebuchadnezzar would take Zedekiah away, he would kill his sons and blind him. The devil and our old nature, that which every person is born with. Now, you understand that. You do not have to develop a mind for sin. When you are born, your mind is only for sin, filled with sin. And you cannot change it. Reformation won't help you. Turning over a new leaf won't help you. Baptism won't help you. Church membership won't help you. None of these things, though they're good in right place, they will not avail anything in the great day of judgment if you do not know Jesus Christ and the power of His precious blood to cleanse you from all sin. You don't know that. You better learn. You say, preacher, how do I learn? Just believe God. Simplistic. Believe God. That's really all it is. The difference between me and what I was is just that I was brought to believe and trust God. Nothing else. Just that. The devil... Has blinded the minds of individuals in this world to where that they hear the gospel. Many times they may hear it, and it means no more to them than a soft drizzle does to the duck of a back, back of a duck. Got to get that and straightened out first. I? It just runs off; it doesn't penetrate. But when God comes in the day of His power. And effectually causes us to realize that we are dead and without hope aside from him. Then there is that new creature in Christ Jesus that comes to live. And you'll never be the same again. And you won't want to be. Say, so preacher, don't you want to go back to what you were? No. I want to go on to what I'm going to be. I'm not looking For something is past. I'm looking for a future. And that is way up there. The devil, in John chapter 12 and verse 40, God says that he hath blinded their eyes. That's people who do not know Jesus Christ. That's you today. You're serving a very evil, hating and hate-filled taskmaster. Our God is a loving, kind, merciful Father. And He loves His children. And He only works for their good, nothing else. The devil, on the other hand, if you're relying upon Him, He'll do to you what Nebuchadnezzar did to Zedekiah. He have blinded your eyes hardened your heart that they should not see with their eyes and understand with their heart and be converted and Jesus said and I should heal them Second Corinthians 4 3 the apostle Paul writing to this church said but if our gospel be healed it is hid." From them that are lost. In whom the God of this world. Now who is that? Satan. The devil. Lucifer. In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light. And the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Is it better to grope in darkness or walk in the S-O-N light? Which is better? Well, I'm not even going to try to answer that. Satan is a usurper, that is, he took that which is not rightfully his, and he is permitted by God to do so, but only for a little while. And he's on a leash. I was over at Lewis's before I came over here yesterday, and in talking with him, he was talking about delivering some packages for UPS he said he went up in this yard and there was a great big dog that come just running and charging barking and growling as hard as he could growl and running as hard as he could right at him. And he said all of a sudden he came to the last link in his chain and almost broke his neck, but it stopped him. Louis said, I sure was glad that that dog was chained. And I'm telling you right now, our adversary, the devil, is in a chain that's forged, forged by God, and he can only go so far as God will permit him. If you learn anything from the book of Job, you learn this, that he is absolutely powerless until and unless God gives him permission and then he can only do exactly and no more than what God says for him to do. He appeared with the angels of God from walking to and fro through the earth. And uh, God says to him, Hast thou considered my servant Job? I don't know if you ever thought about it or not, but God initiated that challenge. The devil didn't want anything to do with it, but he was charged and challenged. He says, yeah, but only reason Job will serve you is because you've got a hedge around him. If you let me touch him, he'll curse you your face. I said, okay, we'll see. We'll see. You know the rest of the story. And I won't go into it. But, beloved friends, there is a day that is soon to arrive. The last few years, I prayed for the Lord's coming more than I ever had before. It didn't please Him. It wasn't God's will for that time to be then. But I'm telling you right now, He has appointed a time when the Son of Righteousness shall appear with healing in His wings. And then all of this will be as it ought to be, nothing. We'll leave this world and everything of this world far behind us and people under the powerful influence of Satan and their own depravity and hatred of God will continue groping along blinded just as much as Zedekiah was when Nebuchadnezzar ordered his eyes put out. But that's not all that sin and Satan did to Zedekiah. We look also in verse 11, he put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him. He not only blinds him, but he binds him. He bound him in fetters. Nebuchadnezzar put bonds on Zedekiah, just in order that it may add to his torture, his torment, his pain, his agony that he was going through because he knew not God and did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. You say, well, but preacher, doesn't that mean he was with the devil? Yeah, it is. yes it does. yes it does. You can just might as well face this, friends, if you are living in pleasure to the sin and the flesh, you're a follower of Satan. Preacher, that's awful hard. I, no, but i must tell you the truth. You don't need to lie to you. He bound him, and if you can imagine, this king who had been in the palace in Jerusalem, Taken out, sons killed, blinded, put in bonds, stocks or tithes, chains. I don't know, but it was binding. it. And he was led away from the city. Taken to a new land in chains you've never seen with people you don't know And do you think for a little bit, just think, now how much help this man who had had his vision for the vast majority of his life, all of a sudden he's blind, needing some direction and help from others, but what he gets is chains, tying him up. That's what sin, that's what Satan does to those who follow him. He's not a rewarder. He is an evil, evil, cruel, hating enemy to all of mankind. You say, that's surely not true to those that worship him. Yes, it's true to them. And he never gives up. I've wondered how many times that the blinded and bound Zedekiah really those minutes when his sons were killed in his blindness and being bound. Beloved friends, we need to serve the Lord. Why would anyone And worship such an evil being as the devil is. Why? Well, there's only one reason. And that's because of human total depravity. It's the only thing. It's nothing but spiritual death that could cause a person that's not insane to follow Satan to their doom and damnation. Friends, I implore you, as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, that you be reconciled to God. Don't walk down this road blinded and bound by your sin and Satan's turn. Pray that God may bless, that you may be delivered out of the snare of the devil. 2 Timothy 2, 6, 26, who has taken you captive at his will, and he never will let you go. And all he wants is your destruction. And then he brought him to Babylon. You see in that verse it says, and carried him to Babylon. Babylon. You read the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, and it has some things to say about Babylon. But they aren't good. Babylon's not a place that you'd want to be. You say, well, that was one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, the hanging gardens of Babylon. Yes, it was. But where are they now? Huh? Where are they? they've been destroyed. They've passed away, and they're gone. And that's what happens to any who live a life of sin and follow the devil. From a throne in Jerusalem down to the God-hating evil city back. A city that was doomed for destruction just as much so as they had destroyed Jerusalem. Satan is a cruel, evil, deceitful, and wicked taskmaster. Israel thought in Egypt that they had hard taskmasters. There's never been a master who could be so cruel, so evil to those who would follow him as the devil is. He did not love anyone but himself. All he wants to do is use humanity in an attempt to be like God. But friends, you remember that he has no hope because and if you read the end of this book, He's got a bad end coming to him. And God's children win. We don't lose. If you're on the Lord's side. He and his army. Serving him. But if you are with Babylon. got a bad end coming. God is going to destroy that mighty place. John 10.10 10 says, The thief cometh not. Satan but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. they want to steal away any seeds of the gospel that might have been planted in you. They want to kill you. Satan seeks your destruction. And only God stands between us and him. Landmark Mark Baptist Church is in the crosshairs of the devil. Yeah. And if he could, you would not exist. In a place that God receives glory more than any other place that I know of in Lyons or Vidalia, Georgia, either one. And maybe even for many miles around. Because it is one of the Lord's bodies, churches, to be distinguished from man's and or Satan's. He takes him down to Babylon. The king takes him into a place that he would not, did not know from a land of monotheism, one God, To a place of polytheism, many gods, and filled with the worship of false idols and fake gods. Then I want you to see also that he not only did he blind him and bind him and bring him to Babylon, but he banished him. That is, he put him in prison. Put out the eyes of Zedekiah, and the king of Babylon bound him in chains, and carried him to Babylon, and put him in prison. Did you ever think, lost soul, that you were imprisoned? And this only has gates of re- relief and freedom that God can open. It's the only one. You will come to God through Jesus Christ or you'll stay in that prison of sin all of your life. And then, it is on then, this king did not do what God was pleased with and now look at him. Sin has a horrible payday wages of sin is death. But friends, it's not limited to this physical death. I promise you that just as sure as you are a live human being today, you shall, your very essence, shall live in conscious feeling and acknowledgement of everything surrounding you an endless future eternity. Every human that has been conceived by mankind is in the same boat. And that boat is worse than up the river without a paddle. You're down the Euphrates in a leaky, it's going to fill with sin and you're going under. When you leave this world you're going one place without God you can be. In hell you will lift up your eyes being in torment. Pretty true. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Isn't that just a spook story for scaring little ones? I'm afraid not. This is no chicken little. This is no pie in the sky story. It's just the truth of God's eternal word. And the devil wants you there. And God loved his people so much that he punished his son even unto death, the death of the cross, that we might be with him. Oh, friends. Don't be Zedekiah. Keep on doing that which is evil in the sight of the Lord. It's got a bad end. Zedekiah, bound, in prison. Can it get worse? Yeah, it gets worse. You know what else Nebuchadnezzar did to Zedekiah? He buried him. That is his body. Look at the last part of verse 11. Put him in prison till the day of his death. That's what Satan will do. All you've got to do is nothing. That's right. You don't have to do a thing. You've already done it. You've already rebelled against the God of heaven. You've already sinned against his goodness, his mercy, his long-suffering. We walk about this earth as if we own it. And I'm telling you, we do not own one grain of sand anywhere on this planet. You say, oh, i got the deed. That deed's going to burn. But God's got one that won't burn. So i got news for everyone. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything in it belongs to God if he permits some of his people to have part of it, use part of it, he has a purpose in that. Not for our own greed, but to use as stewards for his glory. And I believe this church does that real well. Zedekiah, the king, is dead. No doubt the people of Israel mourn. since that day that Nebuchadnezzar overthrew Jerusalem ten kingdoms done gone, now the two kingdoms gone and there was no nation of Israel from about 560 or 570 BC all the way up to 1948 there was no nation of Israel on the face of the earth but then there was a nation born in a day And we rejoice in that. But the king was dead. And they did not and could not understand what would befall them as a nation as they continued following the leadership of this king that brought them to the place of bondage and finally to death. I assure you, my precious friends and brothers and sisters in Christ, that your sin shall find you out. Numbers 32, 23 says, But if ye will not do so, that is what God has said. Ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. So I've got it hid. Not from God. I did it in another state where no one knew me. God knew you. Well, but it was dark. Not to God. Every thought, every word, every deed, and every transgression that anyone has ever committed on this earth, God knows about. And except you come to Jesus Christ for a cleansing of those sins and the atonement, that reconciliation, that one with God, unless you come to that, one of these days there's going to be books open. And those books will contain the works of lost humanity. And Jesus Christ, the righteous judge on a great white throne, Well, read from those books everything that you've done. You say, that's just impossible. You know, that would have seemed so years ago. But we live in a day when things that the Bible talk about do not seem so science fiction anymore. You know, I've got In the car, I guess it is. But I've got out there a little old phone that I can stick in my shirt pocket. And that thing can hold more information than my mind can. Or your mind can. And it keeps it. doesn't forget it. And it has told me Some of you IT men know a lot more about all this than women. You know a whole lot more about this than I do. But I am told that nothing is ever truly deleted from cyberspace. I don't know if that's true or not. But let me tell you one thing. If you live a life without Jesus Christ, every sin that you've ever committed or thought about is recorded. And it will come back just as sure is your name, whatever it is. Rebellion. Buried Zedekiah in the earth and his soul was in the same place as Luke 16's rich man. That beggar Lazarus died and he was in paradise. the bosom of Abraham. The rich man died and immediately in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torments and he could see he could feel yeah, he could hear he could talk read that 16th chapter and see if I'm not right and there's one more thing that I think is the worst of it all he could remember just as sure as you know not Jesus Christ today, and you ignore the warnings of this preacher or any other, you'll remember that. You'll remember that. You'll wish you could get my face out of your mind, Brother Paul's face out of your mind, Brother Doug's face out of your mind. And the many that have faithfully warned you of the end that is inevitable you do not come to Jesus Christ, this king, king, did that which was evil in the sight of God. You see what happened to it, don't you? Don't think you'll escape. You won't. You say, well, I don't believe that. You know something? That doesn't change anything. Doesn't change things. I don't know how that humanity has reached the point that God only exists if they let him. And you know, that's the wrong mind. <laughs> the right mind is that God is God, whether I believe it or not. And he is. I mean, you know, you, you can say, devil vote for me, God vote for me, I'm going to cast the deciding vote if you want to. It won't do you any good. Because the only vote that counts is God's. If He chose you, and you rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward on heaven. Beloved friends, I leave you with this thought. Rebellion against God, His Son, God the Holy Spirit, and His Word will have a sad yet full pay one day. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. And I promise you, that's not just death to this body. You say, it's horrible when someone dies. Believe me, I know about that. And I'm telling you, the worst thing is, it's fine. I'm learning. It's fine. You don't come back from it. I still just about every day that I'm in Bristol, Tennessee drive to the grave site of Judy hoping and praying that it won't be there still before I come here I'm down here two weeks ago but it is and nothing can change that and I'll tell you what joy I have that she's with my Lord and soon, I will be too. Thank you, dear church, for your love shown toward this old Baptist preacher. And his why kindnesses through the years may God reward you here and in the world that is to come. My love to y'all.